Welcome to Quick Consult, the podcast that addresses the questions you are most likely to ask or should ask in a consultation with an estate planning attorney. Welcome to Quick Consult. I'm your host, Sarah Josie, an estate planning attorney licensed to practice law in Virginia and North Carolina. This episode is part two of answering the question, I have a minor child. What do I need to do to make sure the child is taken care of if both my spouse and I pass away? In the last podcast, I discussed the first part of this answer, which has to do with naming a guardian. As a reminder, the guardian is responsible for your child's person, so the person who is caring for them day to day. If you want more information about that, please check out the last podcast. This episode is going to focus on the trustee. The trustee is the person who is in charge of your child's assets. It is important to understand that your choice for a guardian does not have to be your choice for a trustee, the person who will be managing your child's money. The skills associated with child rearing are much different than the skills associated with managing and investing money. That being said, they can be the same person if you want them to be. In the last podcast, I used Harry Potter to illustrate some points. I noted that I thought Sirius Black would have been a good choice for Harry's guardian. However, I do not think that that would have been the best choice for Harry's trustee. That's nothing against Sirius. It's just not clear to me from reading the books whether he had financial know-how. So maybe in this case, his parents would have chosen a goblin from Gringotts or some comparable uh, fictional character who regularly dealt with money. So again, what I'm really trying to illustrate here is that when choosing a trustee, don't let those sentimental feelings that may come into play when choosing a guardian guide you when you're trying to choose your trustee. You're looking for someone analytical, someone who understands finances, someone who's going to make the best financial decisions for your children. Again, this can be the same person as the guardian, but it's okay if it's not. You also want to choose someone who you trust. This person is going to be in charge of your money after you pass away. And if your plan is set up through a revocable trust, it's this plan is not going to have any court oversight. So, Although I very much uh, argue that the lack of court oversight is a blessing, the one downside to it is that it can leave your trust open for abuse by the trustee because you don't have anyone checking in to see what the trustee is actually doing uh, with the money. So understanding what the trustee does uh, may help guide you in choosing the right trustee. So let's discuss some of the trustee's responsibilities. After your death, the first thing the trustee is responsible for is collecting your assets and winding up your estate. This can mean paying off creditors or filing the final tax return. After those issues are resolved, the trustee is responsible for carrying out the terms in your estate planning document, mainly giving money to your beneficiaries in the amounts and at the times you have noted. Although the trustee is given discretion in carrying out these duties, 
At the end of the day, by creating the estate planning document, you control how distributions are given to your children uh, and when they are given to your children. The trustee is also responsible for investing the money in a smart and responsible way. The trust is likely to become the owner of a myriad of accounts and different types of property, ranging from retirement accounts to life insurance proceeds to real estate to tangible personal property. So a lot of different types of assets here that your trustee is going to be responsible for. And then finally, your trustee is going to be responsible for filing that trust tax return each year. So from this broad overview, I hope that you can see that there's actually quite a bit that goes into being a trustee. Uh, you may be asking yourself, Sarah, what am I going to, where am I going to find this person that understands all of the idiosyncrasies of managing a trust? This seems like a major burden. No one in my family uh, fits the bill for this responsibility. If this is a major concern for you, the good news is uh, that one, your trustee can always hire outside help, whether that be an attorney to help them acting as, uh, to act as trustee or a CPA. The fees that will be associated with hiring those professionals will be paid from your estate. So it's not that your trustee will be paying those fees from their own assets, it will come from your estate. And this is a very common uh, very common for people to need assistance, whether that's by hiring an attorney or by utilizing a CPA. You can take it one step further and appoint a professional trustee. Uh, professional trustees, they do a wonderful job because this is what they do. This is their career, what they do day in and day out. So you know you're getting someone who's going to be able to manage those assets very well. They know how to file that trust tax return. They do they do them all the time. Um and they're, they're really going to provide you a high level of service. But the downsides to them is they can be expensive, of course, um, and sometimes they will only agree to serve on estates of a certain size. So typically, the larger the estate, the more likely it is that you're going to find a willing professional trustee. So once you've made your decision, you've found your, the right guardian, you found the right trustee, you know, what else is there to consider? when planning for your minor children. And really the final point uh, I'd like to emphasize here is that you should really have a revocable trust plan in lieu of relying on just a last will and testament. You can achieve a lot of the same goals when you have a will that you can achieve when having a revocable trust. So you would achieve those goals through something called a testamentary trust that is created through the will. But the biggest difference here is that when you have this testamentary trust, when you have this will, you're dealing with court oversight, you're dealing with probate potentially for years. This means a lot more uh, time and effort and jumping through hoops and dealing with red tape uh, for the people that you have named as your guardian or as your trustee. So if you really want to save them some headache, Going with the revocable trust plan is definitely the better type of planning tool uh, to utilize when you have minor children. I'll talk more about revocable trust planning in another episode, uh, so please stay tuned for that. Uh, but just keep in mind that for now, 
The fact is, is that almost any family who walks through my door to seek my services, regardless of the size of their estate, if they have minor children, I'm recommending a revocable trust for them. I hope you find that these tips have been helpful and that it gives you some good questions to ask your estate planning attorney. Um, so until next time, I'm Sarah Josie, wishing you and your family all the best wishes and health and, of course, the best planning. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit selectlawpartners.com. The information in this episode is provided for general informational purposes only and may not reflect the current law in your jurisdiction. You understand that there is no attorney-client relationship between you and the host or any select law partner's attorneys. No information contained in this episode should be construed as legal advice from the host or select law partners, nor is it intended to be a substitute for legal counsel on any subject matter.